Uh, maybe I read too much news. I think it's maybe, I don't know. Is it too much news or is it I'm too interested? I don't know. Is this whole Ukraine-Russian war like the whole Trump debacle two years ago? three, However many years ago already? I'm not even sure. Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you guys are well. This here is my daily audio blog where I and I uh, kind of yik-yak about things that are going on here in Beijing, China, where I live. Uh, some of the things I'm interested in, including music, movies, computer graphics, uh, geopolitical events, and of course, uh, some of the thoughts that go across my mind throughout the day. I only publish between Monday and Friday. You can uh, check out the archives on my website, uh, stephensersky.com. That's where I host everything. I am available on anchor.fm as well as Spotify by popular demand. And yes, I, I know saying that this Russian war against Ukraine is like the Trump debacle a couple of years ago might seem to trivialize what's going on. But I'll tell you, uh, look, looking through the feeds um, throughout all the socials, uh, maybe not Instagram. Instagram seems to be almost immune from this this time around. But Facebook, Twitter, they are full of just anti-Russian, anti-Putin sentiment. Anti-Putin sentiment. Not so much anti-Russian sentiment, although there there have been a, a number of posts, a number of memes, a number of screenshots of tweets that would are basically accusing the Russian people as a whole. And I, I sh- I've shied away from that. I mean, <clears throat> what, it's March 24th. It's been a month now that uh, the Russian army, under direction of Putin, has been bombing Ukraine, parts of Ukraine. I, And it's not so much from the air. It's from the artillery. It's from these uh, handheld uh, grenades and things like this that they're, they're firing into. They're lobbing. It's not just... Uh, Planes like these MIGs are dropping bombs, ripping by Ukrainian uh, cities and, and dropping bombs. It's that the Russian military, the Russian army is inching forward and firing rounds into the cities. I had a thought today that no one seems to be talking about. People are talking about close the skies, you know, uh, you know, no fly zone, whatever that means. I mean, like it. it if whatever West, if whatever country said, okay, you can't fly over Ukraine anymore. Do you think Russia's listening to that? Do you think the the military, the Russian military is going, oh, we can't fly over there. Well, I guess we'll stop. They're not doing that. It's a, it's a, nah, it's a facade. No way it's going to happen. The other thing, with this whole um, idea of Ukraine, uh, they're on the defense. They need to get on the offense. The problem is, is that they keep on making overtures to the West, whereas NATO and Biden came out and said, if we get involved, it's going to be World War III. Kind of going, well, if it's well, if it's going to be World War III, what, stops it, what is stopping it from being World War III right now? Idea is, these whole humanitarian corridors that they've been talking about, from Marupol, from other places around 
uh, Ukraine. They've tried them before, yet the Russian, and I'll quote this, I'll air quote this, the Russians keep on shooting at these humanitarian corridors. Well, what if it's not the Russians, but if it's the Russian-sponsored freelance military? And this is not unknown to uh, United States Army uh, tactics. I'm referring to like the Chechens, the Georgians, who might be freelance soldiers, mer- uh, mercenaries. Of course, uh, no direct evidence. This isn't being talked about. But when Russia says, yeah, sure, there, we, we can have a ceasefire. The Russians will have a ceasefire. But what if it's the mercenaries working under the, the Russian military instigation? So, disappointing. Still isn't getting back to this idea that, you know, is it like this whole Trump era uh, debacle of just no one can talk about anything else? Uh, it almost seems like that in some ways. And for you conspiracy theorists out there, you know, Biden, the Democratic, uh, the Democrat Party in the United States has been making a big deal about renewables, this, that, you know, being anti-Russian. I mean, if this doesn't stoke your, your whatever it stokes, your fire, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what would. And conspiracy theory, the shit out of this, this is, you know, oil prices. I mean, it's at 115 Q, uh, WTIC West Texas Intermediate. Hasn't been that high in a long time. I mean, if you want a conspiracy theory, there you go. But conspiracy theories are, they're fun to entertain, but how much can you uh, take them seriously? In all honesty, I mean, it's uh, Canadian oil sands. Canadian uh, oil companies are doing well as a result of this because of the increased pressure. You know, if you cut off Russia, this helps Canadian oil companies. Canadian energy companies, I mean, they're not the ones necessarily all globalized, internationalized, multinationalized. They're based in Canada trying to get their oil that they're they're digging out of Alberta to market. And one of the big things, one of the big criticisms of the Canadian government over the last, I don't know, however many years, five, six years already, has been that they haven't been very uh, amiable, accommodating towards the energy sector. Which means that all the oil and all the energy that's being produced within Canada is staying there or is taking a very long time to get to market. Notably, it's cut off from the major pipelines in the United States and out in the east, like through Quebec. It's been huge political debate for the last five or six years. I mean, it's not just the Keystone XL pipeline. I mean, it's other pipelines that are going through Canada, um, whether it's the... uh, the reserves, the native reserves, the indigenous reserves that are either uh, asking for more money, saying that it's going through um, ceremonial lands and things like this, or if it's uh, environmentalists arguing about it. But this has plagued the Canadian energy sphere. So when you see these sanctions, these whatevers, these blockages of Russian energy supplies, know that the United States is doing it. Because they got access to Canada. That, that's, there's your game plan right there. There's, that's what's happening in North America. There's lots of energy in Canada not being bought. I mean, it instead is being imported by Russia. Even though, if you look at the numbers, Russia exports a very small amount of the global 
oil trade. So it's, they're not even a very big player in that regard. They talk up the game. The media likes to talk up the importance of Russia, but Russia's it's a lot more of a bark than a bite in terms of oil supplies. It's a huge oil supplier, a lot of commodities, but this this war against Ukraine is not helping their case at all. That being the case, stocks keep going up. The market overall is uh, going is seems to be going in a downtrend, but energy stocks have been doing well. Gold has been doing all right. Um, United States dollar, for all the calls for it to be the end of the world, United States dollar is going to go to zero. It's at ninety eight point eight one right now. Canadian dollar is seventy nine five nine. British great uh, the British pound one point three one nine three. You do your calculations of what that means for your savings, but the U.S. dollar still reigns supreme. Now, again, conspiracy theorists can say, well, this is part of the plan. I go, I don't know if anyone can even imagine. Can they imagine how this would play out? And if they did, the next question is, what would be their next move? If you had all the money in the world, if you were able to pay pay someone to figure to do the research to do to crunch all the the numbers in your spreadsheet for the next move, what would you do? This actually goes back to the question: If you had all the money in the world, what would you do with it? I look at again uh, today. I had a, a day off, an enforced day off, and I kind of go, well, if I had all the money in the world, if I if I didn't have to worry about money, what would I do? Well, I'd probably study languages. So that's what I did. <laughs> Got up this morning, Russian pronunciation. Uh, 15 minutes of it. The uh, screenshots, the um, the pictures that, uh, or the charts that my teacher gave me the other day. So I went through those. Uh, and then uh, also I did some Chinese as well. I finally did chapter 18. Uh, sorry, chapter 34. Unit 18. How does it work? I can't remember how it works. Going, chapter... Chapter 34, written vocabulary, and then chapter 18, I read the, the text in the textbook. So, I, so I'm, I'm coming at that uh, standard course from both ends now. I'm trying to work up from the first book and work down, sorry, excuse me, work down from the uh, second book. So that's what I did uh, throughout the morning. Did some uh, real life Chinese as well, looking through a few APPs, Douyin, um, the stock trading app that I have, uh, Kwai Show, and a few others, uh, in the effort that I would rather learn the working vocabulary of like using Chinese rather than just constantly reading uh, textbook dictionaries. Basically, that's that is the idea to actually become functional in the language much more than. Um, simply going through vocab that's basically only for the HSK-5 test. And I do this with the idea that if I can learn more of this real-world Chinese, because I'll tell you, even though it's getting easier to read and communicate, and all for all the vocabulary review I do, there are still times that I look at a notice on the in the elevator, I go. I don't know what half of that says. I can't read it. Just can't read it. But no, forget the notices. No, those don't really mean so much. If I pay rent, it doesn't matter. 
water's on, water's off, heat's on, heat's off, doesn't matter, pay rent, at least no problems. But you go try to use an APP, an app, a website in Chinese, and every page that you surf through is another disappointment. You're going, oh, click through that one, and now I don't know what this page says. Go through all the vocabulary you want. It doesn't repeat. It doesn't reuse a lot of the characters. I mentioned this before. If I go slow, a lot of times I can't actually recognize the characters, but I don't know the words because they put these characters together with other words, other characters, and they have a different meaning. And I mean, that is the point where I'm at right now, developing that whole uh, vocabulary <laughs> of the Chinese language. It's not the Chinese characters anymore. It's developing the vocabulary, the working vocabulary that people, that uh, companies, that people use online to function every day. <laughs> so this is uh, that's what I've been working on. Uh, yeah, I know. Every, the, the, it was kind of funny, actually. You know, every web page is a new disappointment in my Chinese studies because... <laughs> For all the words that I've studied over and over again, all the time I've spent, the years, and I still can't read a website. I mean, talk about it, try, party trick fail right there. Hey, look, oh, you can read Chinese. What does this website say? I don't know. It's in traditional, first of all. Let's switch it to simplified. No problem. Still don't know what it says. Oh, there goes that party trick. Ah, <laughs> uh, One question... Um, she popped up the other day was about uh, sleeping cycles. This, uh, um, I remember one time on um, one of the journeys that we had here in in uh, I can't, I, we were in Jinan. I know that we were com- we're coming home from Jinan uh, to Beijing, and there's one guy who recently his family welcomed another child, uh, but he's also one of these guys who works out quite a bit, so he's he's quite fit. And I remember asking him, dude, so like, how much do you sleep? Per night, how much do you sleep? And his response has stuck to me this day because it does remind me of all these other parents um, out there. And I know a lot of parents, especially nowadays. His response was, you mean continuously? (laughs) You mean continuous sleep? Uh, I don't know continuous sleep anymore. I have a, a screaming baby. There's a new boss in the house and I got a toddler I got to take care of, right? This was uh, going on as well on Facebook. Uh, um, one guy had posted that, you know, you know, live life and go, sleep faster and get up and go sort of thing. I'm like, how do you sleep faster? Because I, I actually want to know. I would like to know. I, I, I sleep five, six hours a night most days. But I drink probably far more coffee than most people. And, I, the, you know, this fish oil and the MCT coconut oil that also um, support my daily activities, I've found actually... Taking fish oil in the morning has helped with a little bit more of um, being aware. Like just being a little bit more, um, what would you call it? Functional. I would call it functional, to tell you the truth. I really would. You hear that clicking? That is me baking cookies. So I got these um, Bob's Red Mill Gluten-Free Chocolate Chip Cookie Mix. I didn't realize that uh, I needed to use the whole bag. I would have bought two more bags of this, but uh, it was on sale. Buy one, get one free. And I finally made it because, uh, you know, those donuts that I was having before. I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy them anymore. They're 39 quai. They're, from, they're, what, 8 bucks? 
for three. Well, instead, I got this this package for like thirty, maybe six dollars, and I'll get twenty four biscuits out of it. Apparently, so they say. Uh, we'll see. I have some cookie dough left over. You're not supposed to eat it raw because it has a raw egg in it. But uh, ding, there you go. They are finished baking uh, for the time being. So we'll let them cool for a little bit. We'll see how it's a package mix. I don't normally make these things. The uh, but I mean they're easy. They're they're cheaper. Uh, the sugar content. I don't like the type of sugar that they usually use in these things. They're not. Uh, it's not usually natural. I'd, if I. Usually when I make biscuits or cookies, I would use ingredients that I know. Like, so flour, usually it's not even not even white flour anymore, to tell you the truth. Bleached white flour. Um, I'll use, like, almond flour or something. And then, like, maple syrup, butter, of course, because it's natural. And then usually it's, like, oatmeal or whatever. So this package mix, I uh, threw in some uh, oatmeal, some flax seeds, uh, or some, like, ground flax, uh, and whole... Like I think it was, I think it asked for a half cup of butter, and I think I put a, a bit more than that in. <laughs> it the batter was very drippy when I put it onto the uh, baking sheet, so we'll see if um, what the consistency is like. I should actually put those on for a couple more minutes just to see, uh, make sure that they cook decently. I don't want to have drippy drippy cookies to tell you the truth. They look all right. But yeah, they don't look too crispy just yet. Anyway, so that's my uh, evening uh, concentration, I guess you could call. Uh, but yeah, the sleeping thing. I remember one of the big things a couple of years ago. Uh, this would have been five, six years ago already. Um, the Uberman sleep schedule. So it's actually, a, a, it's called polyphasic sleep or bipolar, not bipolar, biphasic. Basically, you're sleeping in phases. And there are several different types of it. Your your everyday man is kind of like where you sleep five or six hours and you nap once. There's another one where you sleep, I think it's four hours every four hours or something. It's like something along like that David Goggins challenge sort of thing. Then there's the, the Uberman where in like you sleep two hours core sleep at night. But then throughout the day at, at specific times according to normal human physiological circadian rhythms that is your sleep schedule that your body goes by you have to have a nap and if you miss that nap that's where you kind of screw things up i thought a lot of parents knew about this apparently a lot of parents don't and but i remember tim ferris talking about this because he was like yeah this is perfect for parents like with newborns if you're if you have a new baby you aren't sleeping very much um and so you have to figure out a sleep schedule that can accommodate you know a screaming child at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> i have tried out the five hour sleep schedule with naps and what i used to do back when we were traveling quite a bit is that i would sleep between 1 a.m and 6 a.m or yeah usually it's 1 a.m to 6 a.m or 12 a.m 12 30 a.m to 5 30 a.m around there 6 30 a.m maybe so five or six hours of sleep, but then the in the afternoon, at lunchtime, after lunch, I would have to have a nap. It would have to be a 10 to 15, 10 minute nap usually. And I put a timer on, it wouldn't be 15 minutes. 15 minutes is too long for a nap. It's got to be five minutes. Uh, five minutes is good, 
because your body relaxes. And I've talked about this before, a couple months ago already. 10 minutes is already pushing it because then your body starts going into like sleep mode. You don't want your body in sleep mode. You want your you want your body in that sort of um, ultra relaxed, but not dream state sort of I'm going to bed for an hour and a half sort of sleep cycle. And five minutes is your sort of your uh, tipping point. Going beyond five minutes, ten minutes, your body might be trying to go into that that way already. But five minutes, if you set your alarm clock for that, I mean, you're going to wake yourself up and uh, you'll be good to go. And usually what I did with that, so I, I'd sleep five or six hours at night, have a nap in the uh, at lunchtime, and then, you know, drop this fish oil, basically have one or two capsules of that uh, fish oil, and I'd be good to go. The main thing that I was looking for this, it's not like I'd be like, oh, wow, you know, I can go run a marathon. It was more that I wouldn't have the brain fog. That, that's one thing. I'm not sure how parents deal with this, but I know one of the things that I've dealt with being one of these travelers, one of these these working travelers who's had to relocate for work on several loca- on several occasions within China itself uh the idea is that you you eliminate that brain fog that whole drowsiness and coffee doesn't do it because your body starts absorbing it your body starts getting used to it you're like yeah two cups of coffee whatever we had that yesterday buddy try something new with the fish oil with the mct coconut oil these things seem to help the body it jolts it. it i shouldn't say it jolt it helps it wake up it, it takes away that brain fog it clarifies a few things and this is not an endorsement i mean there are people who say the fish oil is snake oil that it's all lies there are some people who say that mct coconut oil doesn't work either personal preference i think you gotta try it out it's worked for me. I have noticed that the brain fog has been lifted. It's not that not, not that I'm necessarily any more energetic. It's not like caffeine and that sort of like it boosts your energy levels. Uh, instead, it just eliminates the brain fog. Wherein you're you're not you're no longer sitting there going, "Oh, I'm so tired," or "Oh, I wish I could have a nap." It just it dispels that. So. This came up because there were a few parents talking about, you know, how, how do you how do you sleep faster when you have a, a toddler ripping around the house or a, a, a baby screaming its head off, his or her head off uh, during the evening. Anyway, so that's uh, I'm going to leave it there. That's something for you guys to try. If you can't, if you have, um, have if you have the opportunity, try out the fish oil, try out the MCT coconut oil. Uh, let me know what you t- you think about it. Um, I've tried it. It's it's worked for me. Uh, there are times when it, it's I don't have it all the time anymore since we don't travel as much, and I have noticed if if I don't have to have it, if I don't need like specifically if I do feel energized, maybe I had six and a half hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep. I won't force myself to have this these oils, these fats, which is what it is, because your your brain is taking these fats and uh, using them, I won't force myself to have it, which gives my body that that, that period to sort of uh, purge it from the system. And that way, the next time I do have it, it it, it uptakes it that much quicker. Likewise with coffee. I mean, I don't try to push any more than 
I call it two pots of coffee. <laughs> we did the math. I think it's 24, uh, eight cups of coffee a day, four cups per French press. I have two of those a day. That's eight cups of coffee. Apparently, that's a lot for some people. <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's, that's on the low end of intake. <laughs> uh, but that's, I mean, caffeine is one thing. Fish oil and then the MCT coconut oil, the, the couple of things that I was looking at in terms of um, supporting my awakeness, my awareness, and my mental acuity. So that's what I look for. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks uh, are available on my website. I haven't updated it because I was working on a few other things today. Um, I was trying to do, actually, I was reading quite a bit, uh, J.P. Getty's book again, which I'll, I'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, but uh, certainly head on over to my website, stephensersky.com. You can find the archives. You can find my latest uh, uh, computer graphics challenge, which is the March Motion Project or March Motion Video Challenge that I'm doing throughout the month of March. And I am getting ready to start doing the April After Effects Challenge. That's going to be in just about a week. So I'm going to start setting that up, uh, which is more computer graphics editing. So if you're interested in that thing, if you want to uh, learn more about it, that's what I'm doing as well. Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe out there, keeping busy, keeping productive. Again, head on over to my website for archives, show notes, and tracks. stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great day. Bye-bye.